Hey, Gary, is that you? Yes, sir. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I haven't seen you since uh, you did one of those Charlotte McCoy uh, junkets in Las Vegas. Uh, probably this might be ten years ago, man. Oh wow! Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Are you no longer with uh, MCA or UMG Nashville? Uh, I am not. Um, as of about six months ago, I just signed with uh, Thirty Tigers. Oh, really? No kidding! I didn't know that. That's yeah. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm in the process right now of writing a new record, and uh, we'll start recording pretty quick. They're real artist-driven, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to working with them. You were raised in a Mormon household, but then ended up in honky tonks uh, at yeah. kind of a young age. My uh, my mom still very Mormon, um, and uh, never had a drink. And my dad smoked, drank, and I played bars with my dad since I was 12. So they were very opposite. But yeah, we're married for 52 years till my dad passed. No, kid, 52 years. How did they make that work? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure my dad made us all go to church so that he could be home on Sunday by himself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, yeah, it's just the way it was. We all went to church, and uh, he usually worked on cars in the garage. When you got to school, you were kind of sleepy because you were in the bars and, and doing gigs all night. And, and what kind of a student were you? What kind of grades did you get? Um, I was always like on the honor roll. School was very easy to me, but I never went. <laughs> um, I, I did, I did a lot and went surfing. I surfed every day before school. So if it was good, I just wouldn't come back. And then I played bars, uh, especially my, my last two years in high school, you know, once or twice a week. You've got 11 albums under your belt, yeah. including the, uh, the greatest hits record. And you said you're working on a new one with, uh, triple tigers. Is it triple tigers or am I, am I right? 30 tigers, 30 tigers. Okay. <laughs> You said I thought you said thirty tigers, and then in my head it went to uh, dirty tigers, and I'm like, no, that's not right. That can't be right. Um, so, are you writing this on your own, or you have a, a few other songwriters that you're teaming up with? Um, oh, I, I like to write with other people. I, I'm too lazy to write by myself. Otherwise, I just won't do it. So I usually, I usually gather ideas, and then, uh, yeah, and then I'll put together writing meetings, and then you know we all talk about our ideas, and if mine make it, then they do. Where do your ideas come from? Some people, some writers will say it just out of the blue, you know, uh, they'll wake up in the middle of the night and they'll, they'll get an idea and they'll write it down or, or say something in their phone. What's your process like? Um, it, it's that, uh, I have ideas at night a lot. Um, and you have to just kind of suss them out. Otherwise I won't remember them. anytime I tell myself I will, I don't. Um, so you have to get up and do it right then. And then, uh, people say things. That's usually where mine come from. They'll, they'll, they'll usually be telling me a story, and they'll give me the hook and everything, and then as I walk away, I'll just write it down in my notes and come back to it later. And they have no idea that they just wrote a Gary Allen record. No idea, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking to Gary Allen. He's going to be at the Seneca Allegheny Resort and Casino on September 30th, if I have that date right, and I think I do. When you were younger, you, you took a job at a car dealership, and ended up sticking a cassette tape in a glove box of one of the vehicles you sold? Yeah, I, I didn't do it, but somebody was listening to one of my cassettes in there. It was a songwriting demo, um, and the song was called If I Was a Drinking Man by Neil McCoy. And uh, the bar that I was playing at, that, that woman knew a songwriter in Nashville, and he let me sing the songwriting demo on that. And then uh, this guy, Byron Hill, ended up getting a deal, uh, ended up being the head of A&R for RCA Records. So I thought I had a record deal with Byron, and sold my construction company, and then Byron got fired, and then uh, found myself working for my brother at a car dealership until I figured out what I was going to do, and then uh, somebody was listening to one of the cassettes. Um, she came in to get her car washed two weeks after I sold her the truck, and uh, was like, who is 
this on this CD. It was a CD, not a cassette. Okay. And I said, well, that's mine. And I said, how'd you get that? And she said, well, it was in the truck. And then she goes, who's messing up your song on the radio? <laughs> and I said, well, you usually like whoever you hear sing it first. I go, so uh, that was that was a songwriting demo. And then you heard the real version of Neil McCoy's. And uh, she said, well, what, why aren't you doing this? And started asking me questions like that. Sat down with her husband while the car was being washed and uh, said, you know, gave my whole life story. And she said, well, what's stopping you from doing this now? And I said, basically just money. I just got divorced. I just sold my company. I don't know what I'm doing right now. And she goes, well, how much do you think it's going to cost? And I said, I don't know, 10, 12 grand. And her husband said, write him a check. And they wrote me a check for $12,000. Wow. And I remember sliding up back to him and going, I can't take this because what if I don't get a record contract? And they said, if it can change your life, you should take it. It's not that much money to us. Wow. And uh, I did. Six months later, I was at a bidding war. I flew to Nashville with that money. And uh, my, my logic was I want to go make a demo right in their backyard. Um, and I'll, I'll hopefully make some noise like that. And we did. That's an incredible story. It's it's very similar to uh, the the Carol Burnett story. She had a an unnamed benefactor that she never never named who gave her money to go to New York and uh, you know craft her skills and it worked out well for her. It seems like it's working out pretty well for you. <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah, you usually hate the guy that sells you your car, so I can't imagine going back and to give the guy twelve grand. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. That's amazing. We we're talking with Gary Allen. You can catch his show Seneca Allegheny Resort and Casino on uh, on September thirtieth. Um, how far into the new album are you right now? Uh, I've written one, so it, not at all. So not at all. Um, but I, but it's a it's a plan on paper, blank canvas. Yep, 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 yep. I've written one song. Don't even know if it'll make it because it's that new. Uh, called "You Got Me Writing Love Songs Again." Title sounds good. You got some yeah. potential there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you prefer the um, the Buck Owens Bakersfield scene and that sound versus uh, sometimes what's coming out of Nashville. What what's the definition for uh, coming from you, the Bakersfield and the Buck Owens sound? What is that like? Ooh, to me, it's uh, it's it's aggressive, but it's still country music. Um, real drums and written on guitars not on uh, music samples, I think is the biggest thing between today's music and, and uh, the way things were written, you know, from the, probably from the 2015 and before. And correct me if I'm wrong, there's 11 songwriters in Nashville and they're the only people that are cranking out tunes. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it. Um, and that's kind of the problem. Like the, in, when I first came to town, a lot of the singers didn't even write, um, you know, the George Straits and, and people like that. And the whole town there was something called a pitch sheet and the whole town would write for that record um, for George Strait. And so the whole town kind of rallied around an album and the way it is now since, and it's because you have to have the single to make money. So album cuts aren't really paying anybody's bills. So now the, the record label has in-house a couple of writers and in-house the producer, and then they all have to do it together. And it all has to come from those six or seven people, everything that is on that record label. And sometimes they have, you know, a whole bunch of artists. So the whole town isn't rallying around one record now. You have a small group writing everybody's uh, albums. And I, and I think that the, the quality of the, mu- of the music has really gone down just because of that, just because it's, it's not a mass amount of people writing for a small project. Yeah, you know, we're talking to Gary Allen, by the way. It, it's interesting because it's, it almost sounds like a little bit of meatball surgery going on where um, you're closing off a lot of creativity, it sounds like. Yeah, huge. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're cutting off the whole town and it's trying to, and for, for monetary reasons, just trying to make sure that your guys write it, your four guys, that way you keep all the money. And the other thing I noticed that has changed, at least in my point of view, over the last 20-some years, you, you have record labels now that they want the artists to go and build their audience through social media, TikTok, and YouTube 
clicks and, and, and followers. And then once they see an artist that already has a huge following, the record label comes yeah. knocking on the door and saying, Hey, we're going to make you a star. And the artist is like, yeah. I'm already a star. What do you need? What, what do you want? Right. Yeah. That's exactly how it happens now. It's a, it's a very strange process, the whole thing. And now getting ready to release an album uh, with 30 Tigers, like I don't even know what that looks like because it, it was all revolved around radio before. So I have, I have no idea what this even looks like when, when we launch a record. Yeah, yeah, well, being on the radio side, we don't know how, how things look anymore either, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, maybe we're getting in the weeds here, but I, I start to tend to think that radio is going to lose its seat at the table pretty soon if it doesn't uh, take a look and a serious look at uh, things like TikTok and, and uh, yeah. you know, artists that yeah, have it, millions of followers. Yeah, it's all streaming now. It's, it's crazy game. I always tell people that the music business, on the one hand, music is a wonderful thing. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful process, and it's, it's storytelling, and it's uh, a, pl- a place where you can express your art. But then you get the business side of it, and that's the most filthy, disgusting, nasty, murderous, awful. <laughs> it's so true. There's some poetry on one side and cutthroat on the other, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, is the uh, the tour that we're going to see you perform with the when you come to the Seneca Allegheny Resort and Casino? Is that uh, part of a tour you've been doing all summer? Is this a one off? Um, yeah, it's a tour we've been doing all summer. Is this the Ruthless tour? Yes. Oh, very nice, Gary Allen Ruthless tour. I, I told you this twenty uh, some years ago or ten years ago. The last time we met, you, you were sitting down at the table, and uh, I used to do a thing where if it was your birthday, I'd, I'd string the hooks of all your songs together. And uh, we did a yeah. deep, did a deep dive on you, and uh, in the middle of putting that together, I was like, "Holy crap! I'm a Gary Allen fan. I didn't even know." <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> You've got some great hits, man, uh, and and uh, I I hope you have a, a long, long future history of a uh, future hits that you can stick under your well, belt. Well, thank you. I do too. I got a lot more to say. Gary Allen's been our guest. Uh, tickets available. For the Ruthless Tour, it's coming through the Seneca Allegheny Resort and Casino. Uh, dude, thank you so much for taking some time with us today, and um, I wish you safe travels and, and future success. And next time we see each other, we're going to toss one back. That sounds good. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.